0: First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First
1: Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Avalon from Iowa, Today we're talking about Black Adam, Goodnight Oppie, Sydney, Hocus Pocus 2, and Till. And first up, we be reviewing Black Adam with Kendall. Um, so to start us, could you give a brief description of what this film is about? So
2: uh, Black Adam is about Teth Adam who is given a gift from the gods right before his ex- execution and he becomes Black Adam. And when he dies, he becomes known as the champion because he used the powers to overthrow the evil leader. Um, and in the present, 5,000 years later, to, um, people uncover his tomb, and he is brought back, and everyone hopes he can save Kondok. But um, a group of heroes called the Justice Society say that Black Adam isn't actually the good guy that he seems to be.
1: Very interesting plot. Yeah, definitely. And so are there any special effects or stunts that you feel are worth mentioning?
2: The special effects in this movie are really good. Uh, Black Adam's powers look amazing and all the superheroes their powers are just brought to life very well and uh Kondok was brought to life amazingly all
1: the special effects in this movie were outstanding uh do you have a favorite character or scene that you'd like to share
2: um I'd say my favorite scene is probably <laughs> when uh Kareem he's also my favorite character he's uh the brother of the woman that uncovered Black Adam's tomb when they're going into just explore the cave he stays in the car and he's singing a song and his sister comes out screaming because they're in danger and he has no idea what's going on and I just really like his character too because he's really funny and kind of oblivious at points but at the end his character really is important
1: that sounds really funny yeah and so uh what would you say is the message of this film the message
2: of this film is uh, Black Adam is definitely that family is everything because it's seen between multiple relationships throughout the film in Black Adam's own past even. And it's really, it's, uh, it's very relevant in real life too.
1: And to, uh, to finish this off, what would you give for a star rating, age recommendation, and where can we watch this? Um, I give Black
2: Adam four out of five stars and recommend it for ages 12 to 18 plus adults. And this movie released in theaters October 21st, 2022.
1: Thank you for talking with me, Kendall. Anytime. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Black Adam, Goodnight Oppie, Sydney, Hocus Pocus 2, and Till. And right now we'll be switching over to Zoe's interview with Noah Centino on Black Adam. Hey
3: everyone, welcome back to Kids First. I'm Zoe Canella, and today I'm interviewing Noah Centineo who plays Adam Smasher in Black Adam. Hi, Noah. I just, okay, before we start, I have watched To All The Boys, I love you for an unhealthy amount of times, like (laughs) all three. So this is very surreal for me, but lovely to meet you.
4: Nice to meet you too. Thank you.
3: Um, I think superhero movies are super really entertaining, but in Black Adam, there's so many underlying messages, Mm -hmm. like about division and slavery, but also about teamwork. So out of all of those, what do you think, or in general, what what takeaway or message do you love the most from them?
4: totally it's a great question um i th- like like you said there's so many different themes and and you know messages within black adam and and i think one to highlight is definitely the family element right it's at the at the very heart of it all you have a mother that's looking for her child and trying to save her child and make sure that he's safe um and it's a family film in that in that regard and you also have black adam who uh 5,000 years ago, his family was was stolen from him. And then when he wakes up, they're, of course, dead. And then he finds himself, you know, a new pseudo-family, and it kind of becomes the impetus for the plot of the film. Um, And so what I love about Adriana, the character, the mother in this, of course, um, she doesn't have any superpowers, and yet she acts like a hero, and she is a hero because she refuses to back down, and she occupies her space even in the face of, really, really terrifying uh, adversaries. And so that's something to highlight without a doubt. Also the question of what is good and evil, right? If it's good, who's it good for? If it's evil, if it's bad, who is it bad for?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention, you have a great cast, obviously. You briefly see uh, Henry Linkler and Clint, East- or Clint Eastwood. Um, and obviously, <laughs> you're The Rock and Pierce Brussman, both legends. So yeah. what is your role as an actor, do you think, in society?
4: You know, to tell stories accurately, um, and I think I think as I as I age, as I get older, as I start getting into producing, it's it's more now about um, you know empowering others that maybe didn't have the opportunity to tell those stories, just to help them tell those stories, and to kind of I think my role in Black Adam is to support this incredible cast um, to the best of my ability, and uh, as an actor, I think that will always be my responsibility. And As I said as I get older and hopefully continue to be able to make projects, just hand select those projects that empower others as well.
3: Yeah, and did you ever see yourself really being in a superhero film like this? And obviously you had a great fan base before, but I think now it's definitely expanded and it's going to open a world to like so many new people seeing you as an actor. And I also love how loving you are with your fans like yesterday, um, taking pictures with all the fans. I thought that was really great. So how has your life changed from this?
4: I, I, you know, the first question, thinking about if I had ever seen myself playing a superhero or being a superhero, I think, I think of course, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, that would be really, really awesome. Now, whether that was the thing that I was like, that's what I want to do next, I try not to have that perspective. I try to just kind of be open and, and, and just kind of search and allow things to find me as well. Um, and how has my life changed? I mean, I, I left this film. This was the most fun I had had filming a project in my entire career. Um, and so leaving with that feeling and, and remembering that feeling and moving forward and being like, this is what a set should feel like, um, if, if it can, and if it can enough, that would be great. And it's changed my life in the sense that I now have a new sense of community and a new family for the rest of my life from this.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I also loved your character in the film. Like, he's kind of clumsy, but yeah, totally. he has he's like, a totally sense clumsy. of like humanity.
4: Yeah, you know, he's a young kid trying to prove himself at the end of the day, and he's still learning what it means to be a superhero, which I love.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Noah. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you you
4: so much. (laughs) Congratulations.
3: Thanks. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.
1: Let's take a break. I'm Avon from Iowa, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
0: are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Avalon from Iowa, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Black Adam, Goodnight Oppie, Sydney, Hocus Pocus 2, and Till. And next up, we'll be talking about Hocus Pocus 2 with Tiana. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Of yourself. Pretty Good. So to start us, could you just give us a summary of this film?
5: Yes, so Hocus Pocus 2 is all about three kids who end up lighting this black flame candle, which, like, just to start it off, this is based off of Hocus Pocus, the first one, of course, and it's a follow-up that takes place 25 years later, still in Salem, and now we get to learn more about uh, the Sanderson sisters' backstory, as well as as I was starting to say, the three kids who lit the black flame candle and ended up resurrecting the sisters to modern day Salem. So now the sisters are trying to get revenge on Salem, as well as the kids trying to fight back and get rid of the Sanderson sisters before they wreak havoc on their town. Sounds like a
1: very interesting plot. It was. Were there any uh, special effects in this film that stood out to you? I think there were definitely a lot of
5: special effects. I just loved seeing um, all of the different. It's like the magic part of it. I love also the costumes, I think were also, awesome. some of them were part of special effects. Um, I think those were also really cool just seeing like the witches and how they had broomsticks and how they had to use. Uh, I think they had like one of the vacuums. I forgot what they're called, but they're like the circle ones that move on their own. Um, and they had to find like other things to use as their broomsticks when it got stolen. And then even seeing the magical spells. And of course, the iconic book from the first movie, um, Winifred's Book of Spells, was also really cool to see how they did that. So there were a lot of special effects.
1: And uh, what would you say is your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part of the movie.
5: I think my favorite part was just seeing how much the characters in a sense evolved from like specifically the Sanderson sisters, seeing how much they evolved from the beginning, um, like the very beginning, like Hocus Pocus 1 and seeing how they kind of learned the true meaning of, well, really a lot of things just like love and how they really create an understanding. And it really helps learning their backstory because then you know how they got into witchcraft and how they became the evil Sanderson sisters, and then seeing how they kind of learned, that's the word, like, sisterhood. I think that was really my favorite part.
1: That sounds super cool. For real. And um, how would you say that these new characters in this story uh, just bring more to the film? I think that the
5: new characters bring more because it gives you more of a new take on Hocus Pocus. So of course, Hocus Pocus, the first one came out years ago and it was introduced and created for that generation. So they had like devices and things like that that you would see in that time period. But with Hocus Pocus 2, they had the same actresses as the Sanderson, uh, that are playing the Sanderson sisters as the ones from the first one, which was absolutely amazing. They made an amazing comeback um, and just seeing how they introduced it to a new generation was absolutely
1: perfect. And what would you say is the message of this film?
5: So I would say that the message of Hocus Pocus Two is all about friendships, sisterhood, and forgiveness. And there were a lot of issues that they had, and many of their issues were resolved once the trio sisters and um, yeah, the trio sisters realized what's most important to them and stop holding grudges. And also, when the high school teenagers have to realize that they're better together than apart. Um, which is also a big aspect of the film and it also highlights the importance of reading labels and all the instructions and spells otherwise you may miss an important warning which once you watch the film it'll make a lot more sense
1: it sounds like a very good message
5: yep
1: yeah. <laughs> and to uh, finish this off what age recommendation and star writing would you give this and where can we watch it
5: Of course, so Hocus Pocus 2 gets a 4 out of 5 stars from me, and I recommend it for kids ages 5 to 18, plus adults. And really quick, I recommend watching the original film, since it has plenty of references to the first Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. And you can watch it now on Disney+. Plus.
1: Thank you for talking with me, Tiana. Of course. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Black Adam, Goodnight Oppie, Sydney, and Hocus Pocus 2. And right now, we will be switching over to review Goodnight, Oppie with Tiana. Hi, again. So, uh, to start us with this one, could you just give a brief summary of this documentary?
5: Yeah, so Goodnight, Oppie, which it was actually a really interesting documentary for me to watch. Let's just start off with that. It's very cool. It's very sci-fi, and it's also based on a true story. So, it's all about... The remarkable true story of Opportunity, who is a robot that they send into the NASA sent to space to explore Mars, and it was a ninety-day mission, which actually ended up lasting for fifteen years, which was absolutely amazing. It's a very interesting documentary, especially seeing all the different tests that they've had on Mars and like how they started coming up with stuff about how we could possibly live there and also seeing all the tests that they had to do. So it was a really good um, documentary. And of course they got Oppie from Opportunity.
1: And uh, what would, would you say is the most interesting, what you found most interesting about the documentary? I think what I found most interesting
5: about the documentary was just the behind the scenes process that it shows throughout the documentary. So Nassau having to go through different tests, like the parachutes that they had, to send Api up to Mars and for Api to be able to land and seeing all the camera angles from Api being up on Mars and just seeing just the behind the scenes of general of them creating opportunity in the the first place. So I think that was probably my favorite part.
1: Sounds very impressive. It was. And uh, what was the most astonishing thing that you learned in this documentary?
5: The most astonishing thing that I learned? You know, I think this is one of those documentaries where I can't really, where you can't really pick one thing. I think it's just kind of like what I said before, just seeing all the tests, like you never really see the behind the scenes aspect of what NASA does. Most times they have like lives on TV of when they're launching astronauts up into space or when they're launching the robots, but you never really get to see. The story like this. So I think the best thing that I learned was just seeing the process of them creating the robot, from them going to the test to them having to think deeper about okay, what can happen when they get when the robot gets up to Mars. I think that was the best thing that I learned.
1: And uh, what would you say is the message of this documentary? Message of this documentary.
5: I think the main message, it's not really like a message, but just things that you can learn. I think you can learn of course more about the process of like NASA and the robots going up to space, but then you can also learn, I guess a little bit of never giving up as well because there were so many tests and so many things that the workers had to think about and the scientists and all parts of this um, journey that they had to think about. And of course they never gave up. So like, I really was impressed by the, uh, seeing the things about the parachutes and how they built Oppie in the first place. So just seeing how, despite the parachute going up in shreds and it failing and all
1: that, um, they never gave up. So I think that's probably the key message. And to finish us off, what star rating and age recommendation would you give this and where can we watch it?
5: Yes, so you can get, or sorry, I give this documentary five out of five stars, and I recommend it for kids ages 8 to 18 plus adults, and it will be streaming
1: on Amazon Prime. Well, thank you for talking with me. Of course. Let's take a break. I'm Avalon from Iowa, and you're listening to Kids First
0: Coming Attractions. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Avalon from Iowa, and
1: you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Black Adam, Goodnight Oppie, Sydney, Hocus Pocus 2, and Till. And next up, we will be listening to Benjamin's interview with the cast and crew of Till.
6: Hello, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First, and today I'll be interviewing Jalen Hall and Daniel Deadweiler, who play Emmett and Mamie Till in the new film Till. How are you both doing today?
7: Doing great. Doing amazing.
6: (laughs) So, first and foremost, how did you both get involved with this movie?
7: Oh, uh, well, I'd say uh, in the traditional manner for both of us auditions. um, Well, beforehand, I got a script and I said, oh, this is Till okay so you know you're gonna read something that's going to take you through a harrowing experience but it's through the POV of Mamie Till um, who led the way in making sure that people were aware of this story uh, t- were aware of the experience of, of, of her son and her family in, in, in bringing this, this tragedy to the light to galvanize um, not just a national but a global understanding of what was happening to black people in the south at this time and I I auditioned like twice, there was an initial one and then there was a, a second one where we dug, the, a director session is what we call it and dug into some meatier parts and and then they were like we want you to take this journey with us and I was like oh snap. yeah, yeah. Um,
8: so pretty much the same thing but I, I think I auditioned like a lot more yeah I, yeah, I think so because it was like a very long period of time where, uh-huh. where you know what I'm saying we were just talking um but it was like it was a long process but I didn't actually we didn't they didn't I didn't know what the project was for I just mm-hmm. read the lines
7: oh okay. yeah
8: so not until I think my second one where I knew what I was going out for um, but I could tell that it was you know a certain gravity in the script, yeah, and that's what kind of drew me to it. And then we had to read together. Yep. Yeah. So that was my third. And then minute, they were like,
7: "Oh, okay." And then the day you and your mom came. Oh yeah, I thought they that thought was it another. was another audition, but it wasn't. It was an offer,
6: the real deal. And it yeah.
7: was so beautiful when he um, when they learned it because they yeah. both just were so happy and crying your mama, and then he came over and he hugged me and the next thing you know they
6: put on some music and we were dancing
7: <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was
8: a great moment
7: he just had the spirit you know of him and
6: that joy yeah so i know you auditioned over zoom at some point which I did. having seen this movie i'm just kind of uh, amazed by like mm-hmm. what were the challenges of trying to sort of capture the essence of a role like this that is so like present and emotional but through a, a, a virtual session
7: yeah so the initial is just a Mm self-tape and and so the director session that I was talking about was specifically um the moment where Mamie witnesses uh his his body after Mm -hmm. coming back from Mississippi for the first time and there are no words right there are literally no words there are spiritually no words that can go into to to taking on such a um, such a challenge such a, a devastating kind of, a, of thing and so it, for me it was living purely in Mamie's words mm-hmm. she has a memoir uh, co-written with another author that and she has about two pages where she literally talks about what it was to go through that experience to have a kind of detachment mm-hmm. or si- a scientific approach to going into it as she spoke of it and and just looking at him from head to toe. So I, I that, that was what the director's session was. And, and our director, Chinoya, and I, we, we went through that a couple of times in that session. And that was like a settling into understanding the, the, like the full breadth of the, the emotional journey to a certain degree of what I would have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, you're, you're fearful in doing something like this because you know it's going to do something to you and you can't you can't skirt it, right? you have to just be into you have to go fully into it. you have to understand the hurt, appreciate the hurt you have to understand and appreciate the joy you have to understand and appreciate the community building that happens mm-hmm. through all of the trauma and yet remember that you are telling a story of joy because this is about remembrance of him and and activating yourself to move forward in a in a new light and encouraging others to fight in a new light as well,
6: yeah. And can you, can you guys talk about what you remember from that read you had together? And like, at what point did you realize we're probably going to be in this movie uh, together?
7: Do you remember the read? I do. <laughs> what do you remember about the read?
8: Um, I remember when I went into it. Like, she has a very crazy spirit. Like, she's <laughs> super fun and funny and amazing. And um, when I was in there, you know vibing with her and you know uh, the personality I felt good mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember the day I was, um, I was at my grandma's house and I, I think yeah That's I think
7: afropos. so yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was in
8: Atlanta and um, I hopped in a zoom with her and it was just amazing it was a great time mm. so I didn't know that you know I, I was going to book it at that time because I still had my fingers crossed <laughs> but I just knew that you know being around her was a great thing
6: uh-huh.
7: And I know he was fun <laughs> yeah. I know he was completely utterly fun he said something like you know miss you know miss Danielle, you have a beautiful smile and yeah, I was like, like oh, oh now you did it and, and and then we had the scenes we did the scenes where we were singing together
6: oh yeah uh, scared about that. yeah,
7: well it's old school stuff yeah. and like you hadn't ever heard it before, so it's you know it's Emmett loved Dizzy Gillespie. Um, and there's another song, well, that's the only one we did, so it's a Dizzy, Dizzy Gillespie song. And, you know, finding the rhythm and this stuff, you know, that feeling to it. And I helped him to it, I coached you through it. Mm-hmm. So we had a good time trying to figure that out and playing with that, which, you know, which I think is a mother son dynamic that uh, Emmett and, and, and Mamie had. They also had a kind of brotherly, sisterly dynamic as mm-hmm. well, which. Mm-hmm we were able to like like find that too. So they were, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, it was the super fun stuff, Yeah, you know, and doing that audition was completely, you know, lighthearted and fun. And then doing this work together, being with him were opportunities of levity for me. Mm
1: -hmm. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Black Adam, Goodnight Oppie, Sydney, Hocus Pocus 2, and Till. And right now, we will be continuing Benjamin's interview with the cast and crew of *Till*.
6: And how important was it for you to find that dynamic, um, especially in contrast to the later scenes in the movie where it's no longer present?
7: it's it's it's, it's the lifeblood, right? Yeah. To keep you from falling into um, and staying in the darkest of places. Uh, we have fun in between setups we had I I mean I know I like to sing different songs people will tell you don't listen to them it's not true <laughs> I sing gospel music sometimes <laughs> um, but it's it's just imperative to know because there is joy in between sorrow mm-hmm. um, and it's not about like just ho- wholly staying in that place it's about uh, understanding the full humanity of, of these people that's what we want to I, I would think that that's what Mamie wanted a film to be made for yeah. to, to remember that there is joy and love. And that's what we're fighting for. Mm-hmm.
6: If you could show, if, I, if both of you could show this movie to Mamie Till, uh, what's the first thing you'd ask her when the credits roll?
7: I would say I hope you witness the love that you hope to share to the, with the world in, in what you see today, you know. That's, I think that's the root of everything of why she did what she did, of why this movie is, the core of what this movie is, a love story between a mother and son. And so that's what I would offer to her.
8: Yes. Um, did you say tell or ask? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, ask. Ask, yeah. thank you, okay. Well, I told. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> either one works, either one works. Um, I think that one thing that I would ask her, which is something that a lot of people ask us, they're like, um, what do you want this movie, what effect do you want this movie to have on the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can give our, you know, exclamations and our opinions like left and right, but from the person who really started it and like, if if she was here in this era and everything going on, what would be her answer to... Uh, Wanting the world to feel from this project.
6: And uh, lastly, welcome to DC. Hey!
8: Um, (laughs) My first time in Washington. Yeah?
6: Welcome. Is there anything you guys are dying to do while you're here?
7: Well, you did what I want to do already. What was that? You started walking through the National uh, African American Museum. Oh, yeah. And we had a panel there uh, earlier today i i just want to go through it i have not been in it i have not like it's 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 something you you know it's like two miles worth of walking yeah. and experiencing african-american history and so i intend to do that when i
6: come back again well and it's easy, it's easily the newest smithsonian too so mm-hmm. um well thank you both so much for talking with me today uh till is in theaters october 14th and expands nationwide in the weeks after uh, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First, signing off. See you next time. Bye.
1: Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Avalon from Iowa, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. <music> welcome back I'm your host Avalon from Iowa and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions today we're talking about Black Adam, Goodnight Oppie, Sydney and Hocus Pocus 2 and next up we'll be reviewing Sydney with Tiana so just to start us off could you give us a summary of this documentary
5: yep so Sydney reflects on the life and legacy of the iconic actor filmmaker and activist Sydney Portier. Um, He was born and raised in the Mahamas, and this documentary just shows life for him once he arrived to the USA as a colored man and how he rose to become an icon, as well as the first Black actor to win the Academy Award for Black Actor despite racism and other obstacles. And this documentary definitely creatively tells Mr. Poitier's story in his own words, as well as interviews from Miss Oprah Winfrey, who is one of the creators of this amazing documentary. Um, They came from her personal collection and they also have stories from his family and heavy hitters such as Denzel Washington, Spike Lee, Halle Berry, and of course, Miss Oprah
1: Winfrey herself. So, uh, did you know anything about uh, Sydney before you watched the documentary? So, no, I did
5: not. I mean, I heard I had heard his name before, but I never really like learned or dove deep into who he was because he's really someone who you don't learn about much. Like when you hear of like the black actors and the people who started it all started it all you don't really hear the stories of people like this I feel like so it was definitely he was definitely someone new for me to learn about which was also really exciting.
1: And uh, were there any moments specifically that stood out to you in this documentary?
5: Yes so one of my favorite parts of the documentary is the clip from Guess Who's Coming to Dinner which is one of Mr. Poirier's movies that he did and he has a quote in the clip that says, You think of yourself as a color man, and I think of myself as a man. And I think it's perfect for Mr. Portier and how he thought of himself because he demanded other people look at him as a person. And I guess, and I just like to break down the quote, he was talking to another Black man, and he was basically just trying to say that. I have rights, I don't think of myself as a color man because that was back when racism was a big thing. So he was saying like, you think of yourself as color man, you think of yourself as someone who's less superior in a sense um, to the rest because of of course the time period it took place in and Sidney Poitier thinks thinks of himself as a man, as a normal human being like everyone else.
1: It sounds really cool. It was. So what would you, you might have already said this, but what would you say is the message of this documentary?
5: I think this film is all about perseverance and being confident in who you are, despite how the world sees you. And I love that Mr. Portier really understood that he was not identified by his color and he made sure that everyone else knew that as well on and off screen. And he even demanded that scripts be rewritten to make his characters stronger.
1: And to end us, what would you give this for an age recommendation, star rating, and where can we watch it?
5: Yep, so I rate Sydney four out of five stars and recommend it for kids ages 12 to 18 plus adults, and you can watch Sydney on Apple TV Plus now.
1: Well, thank you for talking with me. Of course. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Black Adam, Goodnight Oppie, Sydney, and Hocus Pocus 2. And right now we'll be switching over to Sydney.
9: Hi, I'm Sydney reporting for Kids First from D23 Expo. Disney's 2022 D23 Expo is the ultimate Disney fan event, bringing together all the worlds of Disney at the largest convention center on the West Coast, the Anaheim Convention Center, for 3 packed days of presentations, sneak peeks, cosplay, merchandise, magical experiences, and everything Disney. Lucky fans get to see trailers for films and TV shows, including those from Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, Pixar, and 20th Century Studios. Key premiere dates and trailers unveiled during the showcase include a live action reboot of The Little Mermaid coming to theaters May 26th, 2023, National Treasure, Edge of History, a Disney Plus original series set to debut December 14th with two episodes, and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which debuts February 10th on Disney Channel and shortly thereafter on Disney Plus. In addition to amazing new movies, some old favorites are going to have a sequel, including Inside Out 2, Hocus Pocus 2, Avatar The Way of the Water, and Disenchanted, the sequel to 2007's enchanted movie. Upcoming TV shows to look forward to are Season 3 of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Doogie Kamaloha MD's Season 2, which is coming soon to Disney+, and The Santa Clauses. Two episodes of this Disney Plus original series debut on November 16th. Speaking of the holidays, three new unscripted holiday specials were announced, including Best in Snow, Pentatonix Around the World for the Holidays, and the Hip Hop Nutcracker, all coming to Disney Plus this holiday season. Last but certainly not least, a very exciting new TV series coming up on Disney+, Plus is Percy Jackson and the Olympians, based on the best-selling series by author Rick Riordan. A teaser of the show is coming soon. That's it for now. I'm Cindy reporting for Kids First. Thank you so much for joining us. You've
1: been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, And to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Pricks team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Equality Children's Media from Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm Avalon from Iowa, reporting for Kids First. Goodbye!